uh, welcome to Popcast on the Rocks. It's a Sunday, not a Saturday. Um, episode 20. That's exciting. That's a cool number. 20 in 2020. Uh, yeah. Um, how you doing, Andrea? I'm good. Having a good week, actually. So. Oh, okay. Enjoying a, <laughs> I know that sounded actually really terrible. Like, oh my God, I normally <laughs> have bad weeks. But yeah. no, no, just uh, having a good weekend and uh, having a good week. So happy to be here. Nice. How are so, you doing? Good, good. Uh, I was like not being a great week, but yesterday really improved it for me because uh, the space launch, rocket launch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that that was successful. Yes, I followed that quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. It, uh, yeah, it was really cool. The, uh, I loved seeing the, rocket that's reusable rem land back right. on the remote platform on the ocean mm -hmm. that's cool. so yeah i'm excited what it's, do you think uh, this is like gonna do for space travel well i mean i just think that i appreciate that we the the ambition is back um mm. here mm -hmm. so like the goal uh is to have two launches a year. Mm -hmm. So these guys are supposed to be up for 120 days or something like that. Okay. And then come back and then the next one goes, you know, oh, and they're, okay. they're testing out the new space shuttle. Mm -hmm. And so they're getting all the feedback from them manually controlling it on a touch screen and stuff and how it responds in comparison to the training and then sure. they'll tweak it and the next one will go. And, um, you know, with the, hopes to then within two to four years start putting permanent settlement pieces on the moon and start building a basically a launch pad to go from there to mars and so like that's the cool. big big picture kind of thing okay and uh yeah i think people are are just just pumped to be going back into space yeah, yeah, you've clearly been following this much more closely than I have. I mean, I kind of knew all about like Elon Musk's tests, but I, you know, hadn't really followed this one in particular. So, yeah, other, was, other than to know that it happened. Yeah, so it's the first. I mean, so space it was sh shut down in 2011. Mm -hmm. So um, now we have um, the first Americans leaving from American soil. Since then, now in an American rocket, a new rocket that was built by a private company. So right. it's like just a lot of firsts or hasn't been done in quite a while kind of thing. And um, and it's exciting. And they're going to take, you know, there'll be other companies, it sounds like, potentially getting involved and contributing as well. Sure. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, it was cool. And I watched this morning then the docking with the International Space Station. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that was fun. Um, yeah, it just it has, has me pumped. I think we need those things that are uh, inspirational and uh, aspiring, you know, like uh, something for people to aspire to, you know, something yeah. for mankind to aspire to. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's inspirational and aspirational for sure. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. Reach, reaching new heights. And it's made me think, like, we should soon do a Star Trek episode. Nice. Okay. 
I'm always think, in for that. I think in in honor of the the launch and the new uh, space age we're getting going, um, we should talk about our favorites and. Are we gonna favorites. talk? Are we gonna talk show? Are we gonna talk movies? Are we gonna talk both? I think the whole thing. You know, if you've okay. read comics and books from it, you know, like just yeah. the the whole the whole thing. We'll do a, an episode that's just dedicated to that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. And I can use that as an opportunity to brush up on some Star Trek that I have not seen very much of. So Yeah, I was a I was a next generation fan. Like yeah. I grew up on a lot of that. So mm -hmm. that's that's probably like my most comfortable wheelhouse. Um, I mean I watched the movies, so you know, I could talk about those too, but yep. like older Star Trek. I've seen pieces, but not enough to like comfortably talk about really. So, yeah. Be fun to brush up on that. Yeah, I think we can we'll kind of, we can kind of do the reverse. Like to me, I need to watch more next gen. Okay. You know. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we need to do some sort of like uh watching through one of the I don't know. There's so many things we could do that with, but either way, I think that uh Star Trek deserves an episode. It does. I mean, and we obviously have to weigh in on the age-old debate, Kirk or Picard. Yep. So. I won't. I won't say anything now. <laughs> save the episode. But, All right. Uh, I feel like uh, people can guess, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well. But yeah. I can. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind <laughs> of like who's your favorite Bond? Well, who is your first Bond? You know, kind right. of thing usually. So. Right. Although I have to say my favorite Bond wasn't my first Bond. Yeah, me neither, actually. It just seems to be the, that seems to be the general consensus. Yeah. You know, but yes, I agree. It's the same. Yeah, my, uh, my first Bond probably like rose in my estimation because he was my first and there's like a little nostalgia there, but mm -hmm. he's sitting at my third actually, so. Okay. Hmm. All right. <laughs> well, lots of uh we haven't had our bond episode yet either so i mean that's we got, true yeah. that's true i feel like that's like a good fit right before you know the next one actually comes out if it ever comes out you know yeah. i mean it, it will but yeah. it just yeah. feels so delayed like so many other movies unfortunately yep yep well are you drinking a mint julep i am not no i'm terrible okay. I'm not following our, our drink days, um, but I drank a mint julep earlier when it was Kentucky Derby Day, so I feel like That's I've right. got my fill in. Um, so right now I'm just drinking some gin and lemonade, some like little summertime drink here. Okay, yeah, that is on summary. Yes, it's quite delicious. Mm. Um, well, yeah, so you, yeah, mint julep day. I see you put on that uh, tomorrow's World Milk Day. I know. So <laughs> I read that and was like, sure, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so I am drinking milk, milk actually. Straight uh, up. Well, no, it's it's an espresso. Okay. All right. Um, but it, yeah, there's plenty of milk in there then. So. All right. Well, at least one of us is covering it. Mm-hmm. So I know I feel like... the hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah, take it easy, John. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't sip too fast. <laughs> um, I feel like I'll cover milk day tomorrow. I'll have like a bowl of cereal and milk. Okay. Yeah, that sounds I, good. Chris just bought some Lucky Charms. So, you know. Oh, yeah. 
little callback to childhood there. Although I wasn't allowed Lucky Charms when I was a kid, so. Oh, deprived. I know, I know. I never got the good sugary cereals. Like, my parents had a limit, and I think about the sugariest cereal that I ever got was Kix, which is, if you've ever had it. Yeah, yeah. Barely. Like, it's like a fine dusting of sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley eats plenty of Kix yet because she just takes, puts some Kix in a bowl, and then, Mm -hmm. uh, like, drizzles um sunflower butter on top of it oh that's kind of mixes that in and eats that sure so yeah we buy a cereal basically now other than kicks so we have those but otherwise we basically buy it when we um like we see a really cool box oh you know okay. just pure marketing and like it's uh we buy we bought one when they sometimes they come with a funko pop thing yeah or we bought one that had the Star Wars thing in the box. Just like occasionally when there's something cool enough, I guess, on the box. So we buy one of those. Sure. Yeah, we're um we're normally, I guess at least I'm not usually like a cereal person. But it feels like on the weekends, Chris usually gets like the strong craving to like watch some cartoons and eat some oh. cereal like he did when he was a okay. kid. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I uh... sort of like reintroduced sugary cereal into my life. And <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, I know. I know. It's bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I need it. It's silly because with all this staying at home stuff, I, um, you know, I haven't been eating out as much. Mm-hmm. So you'd yeah. think I would be healthier. And it's the exact opposite. <laughs> like, I yeah. definitely have, um, you can see in my face the um, chunkster right here after all the the terrible eating habits that have developed. So it's hard. Like it's easy to snack when it's right there and it's so accessible, you know. Yeah. And I feel like I spend because I'm working at home. Like I spend so many more hours in front of the computer sitting down than I normally would. Like usually yeah. at work, like I'll like make an excuse to go stretch my legs or you know walk around the office or talk to people or something. But here it's like, I can't go physically talk to anybody. I have to email someone. So, yep. yeah, it's tough. Yep. All right. Well, enough of uh, me pitying myself and my poor diet. Um, <laughs> I see this news story I put in here um, that I completely forgot about. Excuse oh, okay. this, like, sweat here. My office is so <laughs> hot. I need to... I just don't know what to do. I just, <laughs> I need to get one of those really nice wall mountable air conditioning units like sure. you have in Japan or hotels or something, <laughs> you know, I don't know, or sit on a bag of ice, but uh, <laughs> that could be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could be, that could be dangerous for your extremities. Like once you no longer feel them, like, yeah. that could get, I yeah. don't know, that could get dicey. <laughs> Um, well, anyways, um, X arm, I guess yeah. is how you say it. Mm-hmm. New I think anime so. coming. Um, it's based on a manga. I just saw the new, the art they released for it, the key visual. Yeah. And, um, it's cyberpunk ish, I guess. Mm-hmm. So my interest is peaked. Yeah. It looks like, um, like it's a second run now or like a second season in a manga i guess like it's oh equal okay 
the, from what I was like very briefly able to gather sure. from what I perused online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like like there was something there already, and this is going to be like a um, a sequel, I guess. So that okay. should be fun. Yeah, I hope it is. Anyway, something something different to. I'm I'm tired of the. Um, I've been sucked into a game, or you know. I'm transported to a fantasy land and you know, like there's so many of those right now. Yeah, I agree. Like it it was fun. Like way back when, like I started sword art online Mm -hmm. that sort of like renewed my interest in that. And then now, like you said, I feel like that's a bit overdone. Yep. Yep. I'll I'll use that actually to talk about our neck, like our clips we're making highlight element not like highlight reels but we're (laughs) taking clips from certain pieces of our shows and we'll put those on youtube you can watch their shorter segments if you don't have the patience to stare at us for such stretches of time at (laughs) once um and the next one's going to be about anime and i know you bring out sword art so yeah i think i think it's one of my favorites so i would recommend anybody go watch it i just recommended it to a friend actually oh to phil Oh, okay. Yeah. This is episode 20. So if you, this is, we're going back to episode two, you'll have to watch the clip yourself and see what you said about it. That's right. I watched our last highlight clip and remembered myself talking about Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's one of our, our favorite ish shows um, that I didn't mention for the year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was so strange. It was like, I felt my uh, my disappointment in Hopper all over again. I was like, "Ah, oh, man, that's <laughs> right." I'm like refeeling it, so <laughs> kind of fun to look back. Yeah, our very first show, such babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and still all the tech problems. I know, I know. <laughs> we still don't have it. I mean, yeah, um, I shouldn't complain. I'm sure everybody that does this kind of thing ha- runs into it. You know, if right. you don't, you should get a hold of me and tell us what we're doing wrong. Right. Let us know. Yeah. What's the perfect, perfect solution for it all? Mm-hmm. Um, so from a cyberpunky anime to a, um, I don't know, science fiction-y cyberpunky reality of right True. now. Yeah. I, think I added our, this. Our What's first that? couple items all have kind of cyberpunky themes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So. Um, I just put like, hmm, do we have Rehoboam from Westworld that we're dealing <laughs> with here? Uh, yeah. Microsoft had just released, they had their uh, annual build conference and they did it online this year and stuff or whatever. And they announced right. they have like one of the top five supercomputers now. Mm-hmm. And just in their part of their breakdown of that, they talk about um, some things that seem very Rehoboam-esque. Yeah, I noticed that watching through like the intro video. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not quite the same. We're not quite there, but yeah, no. I mean, you can you can see some like foundational steps to what could be, yeah. you know, something like that. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, mean, it... I mean, it's nice to have like things. I don't know. There's when I watch something like this, there's a line for me like it's nice to have things all interconnected and like interfaced and you know what I mean? Like multiple people can like share data and like these supercomputers can share data to like 
you know, pave the way for smoother, easier use from device to device. But then mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it does seem like how much do you learn about me and how much do you learn about, you know, all of my habits when you try to make things easier for me? It's a double edged sword. Yep. Yep. It is. Um, I don't know. There is, uh, you know, everybody, if you're interested in the topics, go check out our Westworld breakdown mm-hmm. spoiler cast episodes. Cause we get into that kind of thing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely thing we'll probably get into the future, but yeah, I just, it, it came at a, at a time, this was released at a time where we had just kind of wrapped that up almost. Right. And so it just was really another one of the things that was brought up in Westworld that is we can, like you say, you can see the building blocks, you can see mm-hmm. the beginning stages, you can see the, the elements that uh, are talked about in Westworld uh, in, in reality today. So Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. We can also see in reality today Lady Gaga's <laughs> new album. That's that right. exists now. Her sixth album. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that many, does it? No, I I feel like I must have like skipped over or something somewhere because I thought this was maybe like four or five, but yeah, yeah, it's already six. Hmm. Did you get to listen much of it? I've listened to a couple songs, um, mostly her collaborations that she's done. Obviously, the mm. first one we talked about last week with Rain on Me with Ariana Grande, yep. um, which is which has definitely become one of my uh, running songs it's on my running playlist because like i don't know it's got like a good you know up-tempo beat and i don't really have to pay attention to the lyrics too much which you know is like good when i'm running i don't want to be distracted i also need like a pump up jam to keep me going so it's not on this album but i'm telling you right now you look up you use spotify yeah okay so you look up maniac by Carpenter okay. Brute. Uh, All right. Yeah. Alan actually was the first one to to bring up Carpenter Brute to me, but he's it's it's a cover of that song, you know, Maniac, Maniac. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. So it's that. The, but uh, his version uh, okay. and I just gets me going. Okay. Pumped up, ready to go. That's the flash so. dance song, right? Uh that. oh. Maybe, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Huh. I'm not sure. Oh, that's gonna bug me in the back of my mind now, but I'll look it up later. <laughs> I haven't I haven't really I haven't seen much of that movie, so I couldn't speak to it. I should know though anyways, I suppose. But um anyways, yeah, Lady Gaga album. I'm I'm okay with it so far. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I've uh I, so I learned a little bit about it. Um you know, that it's like basically in three different kind of interlocking parts. Like there's there's section one, two, and three, and then they like build to tell a story, and it kind of like starts out like very, you know, light and kind of fun pop, um, but also like, you know, drawing in a little bit of darker elements about you know Lady Gaga sharing about her personality, kind of her struggles with depression, um, and how she's been dealing with that, and how that's affected her relationships with other people, and then you know moving into like darker elements. like building on that and exploring those darker elements and later songs that become more um soulful more ballady more just deeper i guess yep so i've only kind of listened to the to the fun pop um beginning 
Um, like I was listening to Black, her collab with Blackpink, Sour Candy, and Elton John, Sign from Above. Okay. Um, which I actually, I like her collaboration with Elton John better than I like her one with Blackpink, which okay. was the opposite of what I expected. Yeah. Yeah, um, the opposite of what I expect as well. Yeah, but I thought her voice and Elton John's actually blended really well, and it was kind of cool to hear them sing together. They, they're they mm. a good duet partner, and that song they chose was great, so... Well, I'm excited to see more videos. I hope they make some more videos for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got like kind of a, a cyberpunky, futuristic, you know, mm. element to it as well. So yep. um, it's kind of fun. It's it's a little bit of return to form for Lady Gaga with, with a bit of a, a new twist, I think. Yeah, because the last one was very kind of, had the kind of country elements and songs yeah. that were pretty country and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do like the John Wayne song a lot. Oh, from the last I don't one. know that one. Oh, really? No. You must know it. I'm sure you know it. I'm um, sure I do, but I'm not thinking like yeah. of it. How's Same that go? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, if I could think of how it went, um, I would. It, it's always it, hard it, when you're like on the spot. You're like, oh my God, it like flees your mind. You're like, I have no idea. I was just yeah. thinking about it and now I have no idea. Yeah. Let me... Uh, Let's see. Excuse some keyboard clicks, everybody. Clickety clackety. Um, <laughs> let's see. John Wayne. Um, I like that cover too. That's cool. Let's see. The music video is so fun for this song as well. Okay. Um, babe, yeah, baby, let's get high. John Wayne. Mm. It's like the main bit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm so it's it's uh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I uh I think Lady Gaga does some really interesting fun stuff. Like she does fun um while also being meaningful, I think. Yeah. Sure. I think that's her her talent there is like you you get these like cool fun dancey numbers, but then when you listen to the lyrics, they're like about something they're not just sure. you know yeah there's a little sort of monologue she does or um for a couple tracks on this new one and mm-hmm. one of them i like on spotify anyways it does kind of she sort of introduces or has a a thought process behind the way she sees herself and mm-hmm. i don't know, you have to listen to it it's kind of cool i like when certain things do that uh stevie aoki has a has a few things like that on his uh, Neon Future album. Right, kind of. yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Baby, Let's Get High. John Wayne, you don't know that? <laughs> baby, Let's Get High. John oh, Wayne. I do. I do. I, I don't know why it. I couldn't think of that. Yeah. So. It just took <laughs> you singing it for me, John. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, yeah, I was just that's waiting cool. to draw it out see if you'd do it. <laughs> um. A little extra treat for our listeners. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, they taste that treat and they spit it out. Ugh. <laughs> um, well, Lady Gaga, big, big in the media world, media mogul, I guess, you know, and uh, media streaming services are a big deal right now. Yeah. Always. And uh, HBO Max is the newest contender. That's newest right. Entrant in the ring. That's right. I feel like 
leading up to it, I saw so many commercials, um, especially centered around like Friends episodes. And then oh. I didn't know that it was actually released. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. the, the day of release, like it didn't feel like, oh, it's available now. Like it just okay. felt like, oh, it's still coming yet. So that was kind of weird to be like, oh, it's here now. I, yeah, I, it, it kind of came up on me quicker than I expected, but then <laughs> I saw my apps update everywhere. Oh, okay. On my phone and sure. on Apple TV and all that. Sure. All of a sudden it was instead of HBO now it was HBO Max. Sure. So that's when I knew. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you explored anything on Max or watched Not even, yet? no, no. <laughs> I did I was, a little bit. Okay. Um, just because I was curious, since we have HBO Go, I was kind of curious yeah. if, if we were like just eligible to, you know, kind of try it out or if we were getting like a trial period or if it was just going to automatically kind of shift over. Mm -hmm. uh, still kind of unclear as to how exactly that works. I know we have access to it right now because I just logged in with our regular okay. account. Um, but I have no idea how long that lasts. I I know we're not paying for it right now, but I don't know if it's like a week, a month, a year. Okay. No clue. Well, that's the question. So is it because it would be much more simple for sure if you could just, if you're paying for an HBO subscription through a traditional right. method via like cable or satellite, right. that then you have that access on there and you have access to the streaming elements of it. That right. makes sense. Or if you pay for, because we don't have cable or satellite, so we just strictly pay for the um, streaming element. Oh, okay. And gotcha. yeah, so that transition over and that makes sense there. Sure. But just, yeah. it feels like if you're paying for it already through your satellite or cable, you should get the streaming too, you would think. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's how it works for now. And then it might be more once our like sort of introductory period is over. Okay. That's, yeah. that's my best guess at how that's going to work. But I just, yeah. I, the, the thing is, I don't know how long our introductory period is. So I don't yep. know how long we have to like kind of scope it out and see if it's something we want to invest in. Um, yep. But I mean, in the future, we may not even have a choice. It sounds like they're just going to like roll up. HBO now and HBO go into HBO max at some point, And that's just going to be the only option. So, okay. yep. But yeah, I, me. yeah. I mean, I kind of poked around it a little bit just to see what they had in terms of like original content, because I mean, mm -hmm. it is basically like what is on the HBO platform that we already get with HBO go. Yep. And then it's like a couple of extra additional things mm -hmm. that, you know, some of it, which is their content and some of which is not, but yeah, they don't have a lot of original content right now. They feel very like Apple TV to me right now. Yep. So well, Apple TV released with a few things, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on what, you know, what should we expect? Because like right. Netflix obviously is an incredible giant machine now that mm -hmm. cranks out all kinds of content. Um, but that obviously is going to take time. And can we expect these services to launch in the state that Netflix is in now? You know? Right. Yeah, I, I sort of 
I don't know. I found myself disappointed on my first perusal of HBO Max. And then I was kind of like, well, maybe I'm judging too soon because obviously, like you said, Netflix didn't start out the way, you know, it is now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's a content machine now. They have so much original stuff, but they just started out, you know, recycling and carrying older content yep. and offering that to people, you know, as like an alternative to buying DVDs and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, maybe I just, I need to like hold my horses and, and just like temper my expectations and yep. just, you know, kind of see how they develop. Yep. I mean, the, uh, what they need to do, I think is, um, and it ties into the, the kind of extra next story that's involved with this is the, um, you know, the Snyder cut of justice league is coming yeah. next year to mm-hmm. HBO max. Supposedly they need to roll in, the DC, I think it's called DC Universe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Streaming. DCU. Yeah, they need to roll that in to this. Yes. Because right now there are good shows that are either being canceled or locked on this service that no one is using. Um, and so they needed, if they could work out something where, you know, shows like um, Swamp Thing that was canceled mm-hmm. or right. the animated Harley Quinn show that seems to be getting good reviews yeah yeah and then um people loved the the show with brendan fraser and uh james bond in it um um, oh can't um strange uh i was gonna say strange brigade that's a game um (laughs) Um, doom patrol yes yes thank you so i saw that out on blu-ray the other day and stuff and but it's like yeah get these things into people's hands because then they could you could package that all together this is another incentive to getting hbo max and then just do an add-on thing for all the comics like a three dollar a month add-on five dollar a month add-on to get all the comic book stuff yeah i mean it would really set hbo max apart and from you know some other streaming services and sort of put it on a potential level to compete with Disney. I mean, I I don't think, especially now that you're ever going to compete with the Marvel universe uh, on the same level, but who knows in the future? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually, you know, we're, we're done with, as I guess a tangible, we're done with this phase of the Marvel Mm -hmm. cinematic universe. Right. And there's questions whether Spider-Man will be continued to be involved or if there's going to be mm-hmm. that kind of splinter thing where it's going to be more with uh, Venom and Spider-Man and Sinister Six and different stuff there. Right. And we don't know. We're going to be introduced to the Eternals. And right. like this stuff could not be good. Like it could yeah. be like that their their lucky streak here has is over or it does start right. to wear on people or something. Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions about the next phase of the MCU. Um, And when you move away from, you know, some of the more well-known characters, like, is your formula going to be successful? Or, you know, do you need to reinvent the wheel? But if you reinvent the wheel, do you do it poorly? You know, I mean, obviously, they they had a great team, several teams rolling out the first phase, and they had planned it for so long. And now, with less planning... um, you know, just by nature of like moving to phase, moving to phase two from phase one, and then, you know, introducing new characters or side characters that people mm. aren't as familiar with. Yep. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's a vulnerable time for yep. Marvel. 
Marvel and DCU could really move into this space. And yeah. by extension, then HBO Max, if they pick it up. It, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. You know, like you say, it's a new it's a new time for mm -hmm. the Marvel movies. Star Wars has its contentious elements. Right. You know, we've got a different, I don't know if he's back now, but by, the, the drama with Bob Iger, not Bob Iger, yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. you know, um, just a lot. And then Disney losing, I forget what the insane amount of money it is per day, not being able to have the parks open. Right. Um, that kind of thing. Like they're not a sure a shoe in here for success. You know, right. they're going to have to keep working at it. And DC, I don't know. I mean, is the, is the Snyder cut release of justice league going to change everything? Is it going to make it all better? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that that'll be a big question, I think. And if it does change everything, I think the DCU will have some new life. Yeah. I mean, they've they've got some small successes. They just need to build on those small successes. You know, like obviously Wonder Woman is a bright spot um, that they could continue to build on with 1984. We'll see. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I think even though it's not like top of the top, I think Shazam was a pleasant surprise for people. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think it was successful and funny. Um, you know, not quite a slam dunk, but like almost there, like a solid B, you know. Mm -hmm. So they and obviously Aquaman, everybody had fun with, even if it wasn't like the best written thing you've ever seen. Sure. Um, so you know, you've got you've got places to go, you've got bright yeah. spots. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and I, if they if they do if the the next thing that you know kind of I wrote as a side note, if Henry Cavill does come back as Superman mm -hmm. and and does some cameos and they they revamp Superman because they they ventured a little too serious, I think, with Superman. And if they get back to, you know, kind of the more um pleasant side, I guess, or you know, sunnier side of Superman. Element. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's Superman. He's he's not always like dark and dour. And I think that was a bit of a mistake making him so. So if he can kind of get back to some of that, you know, yeah. you have a second shot. I think generally people were good with Henry Cavill being Superman. Yeah. He's more of the, uh, the movie around him kind of exactly. thing. That was the issue. So, yeah. But people bring up like, so the actor, um, is it Ezra Miller um, or something oh, that plays Flash? Flash? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's in like legal problems. Yeah, and legal troubles right now yeah and then mara um from aquaman is in legal problems and then uh ben affleck is done with batman so you've right. got these three roles that are kind of you know central or important and so even if this new cut is much more well received mm -hmm. what Good does I mean it's still confusing for an audience. Like you can't go forward yep. hardly with a lot of that stuff. And right. and then you bring in Suicide Squad, which is recasting the main character there. And who is just, it recasting? I didn't hear about that. Will Smith isn't in it. Oh, that sucks. Um, I forget who's replacing him, but it's not Will Smith. So Ooh, I do not like that. Yeah, I I loved him as Deadshot. Actually, like he was he was kind of one of my favorite parts. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's tough. Yeah. You know, and well, then you get the Har Harley Quinn movie, which, like, 
seemed like uh, generally pretty good audience reception, not mm -hmm. great uh, financially as far as I know. Right. Um, but it's another one of those things where they set themselves up for failure by failing to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, they yeah. don't have the Kevin Feige to coordinate all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so as much as a lot of people enjoyed that movie, you're not setting up your Black Canary well because mm -hmm. she's barely like Black Canary in that movie. So right. what, you know, like, it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, the DCU suffers, like you said, from just doing things too soon and not introducing characters. Like, mm -hmm. putting out Suicide Squad and being like, who are these people? You yeah. know, I, you unfortunately can't just jump in. And that's where Marvel's planning, obviously, worked to their advantage because they would, like, introduce a solo movie and then, you know, a new character would come in for, like, 15 minutes at the end. But you already kind of knew who they were. Like, yeah. I mean... You know, there's no way you don't know who, like, Hulk is or, yeah. you know, Captain America or Thor. And yeah. so you could see, like, a little teaser of them, and then their movie was next. So you could just be like, okay, even if I don't really know, it's, you know, kind of a, a teaser introduction. I don't have to, like, go through a whole movie being like, there's this guy, and he's part of a group, and I don't know who he is, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, that that's kind of the problem there. It's... I think it's just a group of executives that don't have the confidence to, you know, put some creatives in charge of something and really have right. them, you know, with a pa do a passion project here and, and like lead, lead something forward. It's always got to be like, well, look, we need another Batman movie. Make right. another Batman movie. We need one. Like right. Superman, he's, we own him. That's a thing. Everybody knows him. Make another Superman movie. I don't care what it is. We need that right, on the screen. Like. Yeah. 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 So as opposed to Marvel, we'll take a risk with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Or or B and C tier characters. Mm -hmm. you know? so. Yeah. But yeah, they, they do take risks, but I think they take them after they do kind of like the safer movie. You know, like 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 they introduced like a slew of bigger characters before they did like Guardians of the Galaxy, and then yeah. they built that like trust in oh we make great movies. Here's maybe a group of characters that you haven't seen, but like you're gonna go because it's us, and like by now you know our brand, and we you know that we put out a good product, so take a risk. Well, and you know everybody in America knows Iron Man and Hulk, or did before the movies, but they're definitely were B tier characters. You know, yeah. A A A list superheroes were Spider Man, Superman, Batman, Wolverine. Like that's the A squad, and so right. to have Marvel launch their cinematic universe with a B B list character and a care uh, with an actor as the lead that people were very in question of. Yeah, I think is. Yeah, I think that was like their first big gamble for sure, and then after that, I think they kind of rolled out. Some they smart. found a formula. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they were like, okay, so we've built like this great B squad. Now we're going to introduce you to the C squad. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it wasn't like one B squad movie and then like, oh, like it was a success. Great. Like here's the C squad. Yep. <laughs> Just shows, a, it shows a confidence and a, and a respect for the characters mm -hmm. that the Marvel has created over the years. I so. agree. Um, well, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to actually watch it. I haven't seen the, the theatrical cut, so we'll see how mm -hmm. this one is. So you haven't seen Justice League? No. 
Oh, okay. I, I did. I too I tuned out of the DC stuff. As soon as Ben Affleck was announced as Batman, I was tough. out. Just was out. Batchin, yeah. Batfleck, I'm just out. Yeah, so. it's it's tough for me to watch him, although now now I'm very unsure of their next casting. I feel Robert like Pattinson. Yeah. I'm I I mean I had a hard time with Ben Affleck the moment he was announced. Like I know you and I had talked about it the moment he was announced and we were both disappointed. But now I feel like at least like out of the bat suit, he was an okay Bruce Wayne. Do you know what I mean? Like because you don't focus on like his physicality in the bat suit where it like frames his chin, which is like <laughs> obviously the biggest problem. But at least like out of it he felt like older. He had a gravitas and like, you know, that's that's kind of always how I've seen Bruce Wayne he's not like not older older but he's not like I don't know I still have a yeah. problem with Robert Pattinson feeling like a teenager yeah and so I'm kind of like where is this Bruce Wayne gonna fit with mm -hmm. like older characters like Henry Cavill or you know uh Gal Gadot they're they're not teenagery but so it seems he's gonna like... feel like a weird young character when he should be like Batman's like a more of a lead character but it sounds like they're focusing on smaller individual films sounds yeah. like they've kind of at this point though it's sure their dream it's kind of like i'm i'm sure gonna make all kind of, if if anyone watches them and make them all upset the fanboys but like um it's like microsoft under steve ballmer mm -hmm. desperately wanted to become apple like, yeah and it's and they've given that up now but it's still mm -hmm. like in the back of some of their heads they're like, if we can do that, we want to do that, mm. but we've we're given up trying basically. And I think right. it's the same thing with like, you know, they'd love to have the what Marvel has. They'd love to have the universe that's all inclusive and everybody has to see the next one because right. it's all connected. But they're for now being realistic and pragmatic about it and like, look, we're gonna make movies like The Joker, we're gonna make sure. movies like Suicide Squad, and they're going to be their own thing. Sure. So I don't think this Batman will ever see Henry Cavill's Superman or anything sure. like that. Or uh, The Rock's Black Adam. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, that would that would be an interesting pairing. <laughs> see, but if these, that's the thing. If these movies are good and they keep like making some good ones now, you know, then people are going to wish that they're connected. They're going to yeah. want them to be connected. Yeah, and then that's, I don't know, that's just where I, maybe I'm just making problems where there are none, but that's where I do see a problem. If you do want to ever, like, interconnect Robert Pattinson, Pattinson yeah. Batman, I just, I won't believe it. It'll just yeah. be hard for me to see him with everybody else. Where before it was a lame attempt to connect them, now they're setting up where it's basically going to become impossible to connect them. Yes. Where they're very clearly yeah. not. And, you know, maybe that's what they need to do for now. I don't know. But yeah. I, I, I'm excited for Robert Pattinson. I hear he's having trouble adding muscle mass. Um, I believe it. But like, <laughs> you know, Michael, I mean, remembering his shirtless scenes from Twilight, there was not a lot going on there. Uh, like, he's a kid, like, you know, yeah, but, but that's that's just how I remember him. And now he's yeah. like having trouble adding mass. It's like now it's going to be how I keep seeing him. Yeah, he does but, need to bulk up a little bit. A little bit, you know, but look at Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was a great Batman. True. And, you know, I know that, like, he looks like an adult, though. <laughs> What's that? 
He looked like an adult, though. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like, Michael Keaton didn't look like a teenager, even if he was, like, a more slender Batman. But, I mean, I've come around to Robert Pattinson, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, um, what, you know, Ryan Reynolds or something like that, you know, just in goofy things. And then after a while, he's still in goofy things, but he can, he's in some less goofy things, too. Yeah. like, he's, like, actually a man now, and he can be not a just a teen heartthrob thing yeah i might i might need to watch something like you know the lighthouse maybe because you know the last couple movies i've seen robert pattinson and it's still very teenage even the king uh i felt like he you know i mean he plays the dauphin but a very like infantile well wasn't he so good at it he was but like it doesn't do anything for my perception of him evolving out of a teenagehood yeah No, it's definitely a definitely a concern. It seems like James Bond. Sometimes I'm always it's a it's a difficult situation because you don't want them to cast someone that's real young because then you don't I don't know like you say they don't have the gravitas. You don't respect them in the same way. You know you don't want a Backstreet Boy that's James Bond. Right. Um, yeah, James Bond's supposed to have experience. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's not like you know, some green, like, over, like, going for an origin story. It's like, no, like, anytime you see James Bond, he's already, like, had some stuff happen. So he needs Mm -hmm. to be older. But then you don't want to make him too old. So they can stick around if you like him. Right, yeah. Yeah, I I think about, like, Pierce Brosnan and, you know, uh, the last movie, and it's like, ooh, we're, like, on the verge of, you know, you're too old now. Yeah, but I see Pierce Brosnan could have gotten a few more movies out. Like he he said he was ready to mm-hmm. do what Craig did. Like he was thinking they were going to have him back to oh. do that sort of sort of tonal reboot, okay. you mm-hmm. know? And he was ready to do that, you know? Like he'd seen how silly it had gotten and yeah. <laughs> was, and I think that suited well, especially considering the theme of Craig's Bond has been yeah. a, basically after his first two, it's been a grappling with getting older. Yep. Have you lost a step? It's no shame in saying you lost a step or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I think my my issue in in Pierce Brosnan's final Bond was the fact that like he'd sort of let himself go a little physically. You know what I mean? Like, you can just see, like, the beginnings of some aging. And I feel like they either needed to address that or he just needed to, like, recommit himself to being, like, I'm going to work out and, like, get a little fit now. But, see, the interesting thing, and I wonder if it was... I'd like to know the shooting schedule. Because the beginning part of the movie, when he's captive, Mm -hmm. he's, like, as a shirtless scene and stuff, he seems pretty fit. Yeah. You know? Like, normal. And then later in the film. Yeah, it's that surfing, that ridiculous surfing scene when he's wearing like that tight black shirt and all of a sudden you're like, does he have a gut? Like, you know, he's got a little like beer belly or something. What is this? Yeah. But I mean, then you you watch uh, At World's End, Simon Pegg. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, he's a studly man. He's got his big, big gray beard. And yeah, so I don't know. Uh, that's a tangent. How we, um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, a Batman. I, I, I'm excited for what we get because I'm okay with something being, it being different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's worry too. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, any any way we look at it, you know, the DCU is pressing on. Um, like I was writing about how Henry Cavill is, is going to, he's in talks to be back as Superman, although it feels pretty locked down. Um, and then he's either going to have a cameo in, they're saying like Aquaman 2, Shazam 2, or Black Adam. So, you know, I mean, w- with the with that sort of hinting at, you know, all these movies are being made. Yeah. So Yeah. I kind of would love to see him face the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I feel like it would. Yeah, I feel like it would be a very judicious use of his Superman. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think it would be very cool, like, to have them face off with each other. And, I mean, you know, introducing a new character, it's always kind of nice for people to have, like, a, a lead in, you know, yeah. like Superman. Yeah. I don't know. It's risky though, because then yeah, you're then you're connecting it, and then what do you know? It's uh, I don't know, but right? just from a fan element, I would just love to see Henry Cavill. I mean, even not in the superhero suits, I just would pay to see a fight between Henry Cavill and The Rock. <laughs> well, you I know mean, who I think would win. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You think The Rock would win? Uh, I don't know how like how tall Henry Cavill seems taller than The Rock. Um, is. Yeah, I guess I, I'd have to see them face-to-face. To, you know, to not- The Rock definitely is more stacked. I'm going to clickety-clack some more. Sure. How tall. Yeah, honestly, who, who is more stacked than The Rock? Because, dang. Well, oh, okay. Henry Cavill's only 6'1". He's as tall okay. as I am. He's a midget. I mean, <laughs> he is a dwarf. Really sounds like, oh, I could take him. <laughs> My height. <laughs> Is uh, the rock? Well, I should say Dwayne Johnson. What is he like? Six feet? Six five. He's six five. Yeah. Dang, he seems shorter than that. Well, it's because he's so stacked. That's, yeah, probably probably because you know, I mean, obviously he's like wide in a you know not fat way, but yep. you know yep. I mean? he's just so thick. I don't see his height, but dang. All right, well. Who knows well, then? Maybe maybe I am, you know, right to place my confidence in the rock there. I mean, when you with this then, I would um I would give it to the rock. Um other than um because just that the extra mass you gain even just with every inch, mm-hmm. you know, is a substantial thing. And then on mm-hmm. top of that being so double C thick. Um yeah. but um that's not that's not appropriate use of thick, but you know. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then on top of that, being a wrestler. I mean, I know, yeah. I, sh- I I know it's fake, but uh, what? Yeah. Um, Sean, you should have thrown up a spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure that physicality and stuff. So unless Henry Cavill has some sort of professional fight yeah. experience, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously he's probably had, you know, stunt training and stuff like that, but so was The Rock. So, I mean, you don't really get an advantage there either. Oh, I think this is my wife in chat. Says uh, (laughs) Henry wins for sexiness. How about that, Andrea? No, never, never. (laughs) Mm -mm. Uh, I would would agree. It's 2v1. I mean. (laughs) Absolutely. The the rock and his double C thickness will yeah. uh, will prevail. 
Maybe maybe that uh, all that mass would slow him down. No. <laughs> Never. Uh, time for another Twitter poll. The and the and the reach. So I'm I'm gonna give it to the Rock. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, I would still pay to see it. So. Yeah, I mean, if he if he is in Black Adam, like obviously that would make me more excited. Like that would be really fun to see. Yeah. Um. Although I did say in the notes, I would love to see him in Shazam too, just to like get some of the lightness back to Superman. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. it'd be kind of like an an unexpected cameo there, but it'd be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, Shazam, he could kind of freak out, you know, fanboy about him and could right. be a funny interaction. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think anywhere you put him, it's gonna be fun. So glad yep. would be glad to see Henry Cavill back. Yeah. Speaking of bringing like a little humor, you know, <laughs> a little color back to Superman. So the black and white, you know, um, color out of space. Yeah. Um, so you watched that too, huh? I did. I did. Okay. I grabbed it from Amazon Prime and I watched it today, actually. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, we were texting about it and um, I'm a fan of H.P. Lovecraft and his short stories. So I was like, oh, I had no idea that they made a movie out of this. Um, and I read the short story a while back. Um okay. Bill, if you're listening or if you watch this later, I'm so sorry. I still have your H.P. Lovecraft book that I borrowed like five years ago. <laughs> and I started, but I haven't gotten through. But I remember that was one of the first stories in the book. So I had read it. Okay. Um, and I reread it quick again today just because I was curious to see how it stacked up to the movie. Yeah. Um, and they definitely made some like very interesting choices to make things different. Okay. For sure. We'll um, throw up a spoiler thing, maybe just in case here, in case it wanders yeah. into spoiler territory. Yeah, uh, I um, I hadn't known that this Color Out of Space movie, um, you know, was just made in the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I had no idea that it was that recent. So, yeah, spoilers feel appropriate to me because it's relatively new. Yeah, I mean, this came into um, my radar, I think, because... Um, Elijah Wood now is really into horror and genre filmmaking. Okay. So he's like been less in front of the camera, but mm -hmm. he's been producing and, um, he had a podcast, um, that I, if I would have thought I was going to bring it up, I would have remembered what it is, but, oh, it's called visitations. Okay. And, um, it, he interviews, he and a friend interview, um, some prominent directors and filmmakers today, um, including um, uh, Taika Waititi's on there and, oh, and uh, um, uh, these, um, the Mexican director, Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's a great short podcast series or whatever, but he's an executive producer on this film. Oh, um, okay. And uh, um, Nick Cage has just been working yeah. with their stuff too so he did uh, mandy um uh, which was a great amazing movie and okay. um and then this one colorado space so okay very cool yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea that it was out there until you said anything so thank you yeah did you did you like it and how does it stack up against the story i did like it um i it's it's hard to compare the two because I mean, there are a lot of shifts 
starting out with the fact that like, you know, HP Lovecraft tends to write stories, um, you know, with, with a narrator that comes into something and talks to local people, you know, his narrator usually is like from out of town, wherever he's setting the story and he comes in and talks to local people and they're like, yeah, we've got a story around these parts or there's a legend mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. I witnessed something back in these, you know, kind of dark days. Um, so he he tells stories a lot of the time, not in a present format. It's sure. you know always like hearkening back to a past and we're going to tell the story or, you know, 75% of the story is, you know, somebody hearkening back to a past and then that somehow affects something in the present, but sure. much of the story isn't present. So that was a little different for me to watch, you know, this um, hydrologist, the main character, Ward, come in and basically have this happen to him mm -hmm. and arrive him in the present moment. So that was very, very different, I think. Yeah. And I love that kind of storytelling because um, it's invites a natural element of mystery because when you are telling a story, it's, it's about the themes and the general, um, the general happenings. And mm -hmm. as, as time passes, your story gets more vague, but more extreme more, you know? And so like when someone's, it's like telling a tall tale. So when mm -hmm. you have to have something in the present moment, it's the detail needs to be there. And so that makes it tough, you know? Um, but I enjoyed the detail. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a really well done adaptation and it was, um, I mean, it stretched the story out for sure, but not in a, this is too much kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like some, like a, take for a very well known example, like the recent Hobbit trilogy that <laughs> is like taking one story and stretching it to the limit and then being like, let's add some more. Yeah. Yep. So this, this was like, this is a good limit that you hit. Like it was definitely extra. There were definitely some extra things in there. Um, but they, they felt okay. Like they felt like, yeah, okay. We we're just doing this in a different media. Of course, things need to be different. So, but one of the, one of the kind of biggest, you know, some of the smaller changes, I didn't really mind. Like they changed some of the names, um, they update, you know, like in the story, they're a little bit like more um, older, like Nathan isn't Nathan, he's Nahoon. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like, you know, they just sort of like give the names an update, like he's got sons like Zira and um, like Nicholas and stuff like that. So they're just like a little bit older that get an update for this. And sure. in this movie, um, Nathan, Nick Cage's character has a daughter um, where in the book he has three sons. Okay. Um, so, you know, just like little things like that didn't really yeah. like shift anything for me. It's like, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We could have yep. a daughter. Um, but the biggest change was his wife. Um, okay. In the book version of the story, she, she looks into the well that's on the property after the meteorite falls and just goes insane and mm. dies. Oh. Um, they, he kind of keeps her in the attic for a while and then she just like eventually kind of deteriorates, goes insane and dies in this, obviously. Yeah. Big it's... spoiler. She like gets hit with this like lightning bolt from the, the creature that's arrived from outer space and merges with her son into this like freaky demon crab human amalgamation and like goes on a attempted killing rampage yeah. and they get shot by Nick Cage. 
Yeah, it was um, it was intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the casting was pretty good. I enjoyed yeah. the performances. Yeah, um, I did too. It really was unique, not too stereotypical in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the the alien film that is um, that can be not Independence Day, you know. Oh, aliens are here and they invade and take over, or mm-hmm. little green men or something. This is much more, you know. It's I think it makes sense, but it's kind of naive of us to think that any other life out there would in any way would resemble us, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like two legs and two arms or something, you know, like we just, so it's movies like this and that one with, um, um, that came out a couple of years ago that, uh, had Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams. Oh, right, right. Um, uh, um, we're just talking about it the other day. I know. Arrival, Arrival. Alan says. Oh, hey, yeah. shows up there. Nice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, where it's just a really, it's a different take, um, something more foreign um, on, on aliens. And I liked the ethereal, um, crazy trip that everybody got sent on. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's very, I thought that was what the film did really well, was like stick to the the understated tone of Lovecraft stories because he is, he has kind of two, two dual obsessions. Um, one with like beings from other planets or other dimensions uh, arriving on earth and affecting us in some way. But usually it starts off subtle, you know, like in this case, like the meteorite lands on the farm and like you, you see it sort of like, kind of like missed out and affect like people's perceptions of things. It infects the ground. It grows a few flowers. Mm-hmm. Like people subtly, subtly change their behaviors. You know, it's, it's just very small at first. And then like the ripple effects grow, yeah. but not in a crazy outlandish way for the most part. It's just like these things slowly happen and like that yep. slowly overtakes the farm, but it seems almost normal. Yeah. So that's like one of his obsessions. And then like the other is, um, you know, these these beings from other dimensions, other planets burrow into the earth or burrow into the water. And there's something underneath, mm-hmm. you know, our, our veneer of everyday life. There's something from the ground or the water beneath us that like rises to the surface to affect us. And I think mm-hmm. you see this kind of in his obviously more famous stories about the call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, Cthulhu is a, a being from another dimension that invades people's dreams um, first, also via water, um, as, you know, this alien being kind of does in the drinking water and in the well yep. of, you know, their the gardener farm, um, mm-hmm. and then sort of like subtly affects people's behavior, and then all of a sudden it kind of grows into something massive. Yep. It's like a, a frog in wa- boiling water kind of scenario. You know, you think... Like, man, you should be freaking out more or something. But right. yeah, when it's this kind of slow build of slow just oil. what's wrong, you know, like someone, like you say, someone acting weird, something. And I thought it was cool how they, you know, when it, even when it would get to the point where, okay, obviously this is mm-hmm. messed up, how they didn't necessarily see that. They did a good job of like, I'm just losing time. I'm just not right. understanding, you know, Nick Cage is see, seeing his family when they're not there. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like they're living 
different timelines at once and, and everybody's affected differently. Yes. You know, the cage is smelling things and someone else is hearing things and, you know, it's like it's different. Right. Their son gets lost in the field and it's yeah. like, I shouldn't be lost in the field. Like, yep. why did that happen? But it did. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was a nice, different horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love H.P. Lovecraft's subtlety, and I thought this this did a really good job of, like, building to these horrible things without needing, like, jump scares or, yep. you know. It's just nice to have a different kind of horror movie. Yeah. Ashley and I were talking about that, how it, you know, she had said how she's happy there are horror movies that are like this now that are different mm-hmm. because there was a time, you know, probably when we were growing up more where it seemed like everything was just going to be teenagers in a slasher film. Right. You know, it was, everything was just going to be saw. Right. Which is fun, you know, sometimes, but, but you want a little variety. Yeah. You want that diversity and it's, you know, it's the same in a lot of media, but I'm glad that horror has found, um, you know, I think people eventually, even the people they're making and whatever, they, they see these trends and they get sick of it themselves. And they're like, that's, you know, something new here. So mm-hmm. we're getting some creative people making some uh, some fun choices, and and you're getting it in lower budget. They know they can do horror in lower budget things. You know, right? Yeah, so. it almost kind of calls back to like '50s and '60s horror, which were considered like kind of the B movies, and they could be made on a budget, but it didn't mean they weren't done well. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't always need like big budgets to equal great horror movies. Yep. I think that's a really great genre that can benefit from like lower budgets and indie filmmaking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because less is more. Absolutely. Is more. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I definitely, definitely enjoyed it as well. Yeah. I'd recommend it to anyone that's, like you say, into H.B. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. or um, Nicolas Cage, or um, something just kind of ethereal and creepy. and Yeah, so looking for something different in the horror genre. And, I mean, just overall, I think a well-told story. Yep. You know? Like, I, I, I think they took just enough of, like, the elements of the short story and made it into a great story in film, which isn't yeah. always easy to do. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a great blend of like honoring the source material and adding something different. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, I feel like we could, at some point we could do some things like this and do a deeper dive on them. I'd have to watch it again to see uh, like what else I noticed, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's um, obviously I watched it today. So it was like definitely fresh, fresh in my mind. Uh, And I just reread, you know, the story. So it was like all right there, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're for anyone that's been tuned in so far, um, it's been a, uh, a long episode already, but we're going <laughs> to tell you that, uh, coming up in the middle of the week, we'll finally get one in. We'll finally get yeah. not, barring anything crazy. We'll get in our <laughs> game focused episode in the middle of the week. Um, there's a lot of game stories that have come out and that are coming out. And, um, as you can tell, this is long enough with these things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, and for any of you that are not interested in the real housewives, <laughs> um, 
you can tune out now. Uh, or not. I mean, or not. You know, maybe <laughs> you'll stick around. Maybe be like you'll be intrigued. Oh man, those housewives. That's they sure sound ratchet. I should tune in. And, or uh, if you're a fan of horror. Obviously, one of the housewives is going to be in the new Halloween Kills. So Kyle Richards is going to be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, right? that's so a stretch. That's a stretch. Oh, man, I'm trying. <laughs> this yeah. is my attempt at a segue. Yeah. It sort of well. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, thanks for joining us. But everybody else that is interested in Housewives, here it is. The yeah. Housewives yeah. recap, because we can't seem to figure out how to stream together on social media directly. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We've had so many adventures in this. Good yeah. <laughs> man. Okay. So... Watch, get us started on Beverly Hills. What was what was going on there? Yeah, so, I mean, this, this week felt like the time that everybody kind of finally sat down and were like, okay, we need to, like, work out some issues because we've been having these, like, blow-ups at all of our parties and we need to, like, just figure this out, which I think is good because I was getting tired of a little bit of, the, like, the same things being repeated. Mm-hmm. And I... And I mean, I think they haven't entirely resolved them, but this was a good first episode to start. Yeah, I'd say they didn't resolve them, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't I don't think everybody kind of walked away with like, you know, mm-hmm. conscience or whatever, but it was it was an opening for everybody to deal with their issues. Yep. Um but yeah, so obviously the ladies uh took another little kind of day couple day trip, I think just like a weekend trip. Um and Kyle rented a house for everybody to kind of get together and, and, you know, have a weekend together to have fun and celebrate wrapping shooting on the movie, which I think was a good idea for them to like get out and just kind of be with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good like space for them to work out some issues um, because clearly they have some and clearly Kyle is kind of the focus focal point of that right now. Um, because she has, over the past couple episodes, kind of been um, dishing out to some people what she can't seem to take, I think. Yeah. Like, every time that people have tried to bring up the fact that, like, they have issues with her and Teddy being super close. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's not treating the other ladies the way she's treating Teddy. She just, like, lashes out. She just gets... Mm-hmm. And she deflects on it instead of like just being like, okay, like if all of you are saying this, maybe there's some truth to it and maybe we should just talk about it. And it's not even always that they're saying they have issue with it so much. Just as like, acknowledge just admit it, you know. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. Like anybody can see it. And if Kyle's like acting this extra uh, strange now, I thought it was because of stress and such in her life. And if she's wrapped filming now, right. shouldn't she feel better and like weight off her shoulders and be returned to her normal self a little bit more? But well, not. Yeah. 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 Like I said, she's just been lashing out and she's been lashing out mean. Mm-hmm. Like yep. you wrote about how she, she said to Erica, like you don't have any good friends. Yeah. Like right. that was mean. Yep. And uncalled for. And Erica was just trying to point something out. And then Kyle yep. said something like, totally off base i think yep you know what i mean right. just to deflect from the fact just that she, out. yeah yeah she just can't handle when people like have an issue with her and instead of being like okay 
let's talk about it. She just wants to like deflect, but then she's like, oh, you're all like phony and you're all fake and stuff like that. And it's like, but you're not being real if you can't talk about your issues, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. Both Ashley and I were really frustrated with this episode. Like continually, mm -hmm. if you can see, if you tell from my notes, it's just like, <laughs> I, and, you know, so I talked about, again, there's this stuff coming up about Denise's party and talking about, you know, inappropriate stuff in front of the kids or whatever. And it's so frustrating, like how you can't get this through your head. Like Denise, as an adult, will talk to you about all kinds of things. And just please refrain from being crude in front of my children. Right. And then, and then what's her face has the gall to be like, well, maybe next time for an adult party, just it wasn't an adult party. It was a party right. where you were invited and my kids were there, too. Like, right. The second you see kids there, it's not an adult party. Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I don't know. If you had, right. Like, I don't know if you had different expect expectations coming into it, but the second you yeah. see like that changes the tone right there family friendly event yeah and like it's denise's house like she yeah. can invite her kids if she wants to like it's like and, yeah. I, and i get the same thing too when they talk later like you know it's it's not that she's necessarily in denial that her kids aren't going to hear about sex and stuff right. it's that they don't want to hear it from her Right. So she doesn't want to hear from I mean, both both ways. The kids don't want to hear about it from her, and she right. doesn't want to talk about it with them. You know, like it's just right. Like and like if, if you know, like Rinna brings up that you know she talked about her sex book with her kids, and like she talked about like how to do sexual things with her kids, and like that's great, but that's your parenting style. Yeah. Like right. you can't impose that on other people. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be like, well, I did this with my kids. So, like, what do you think? And, like, oh, it's super naive to think that they don't talk about it. And, again, like, that's not the point here. The point is Denise, as a parent, doesn't want to, like, have her children overhear crude things at a dinner party. Not that she doesn't yeah. talk to kids about sex. Like, yeah. that's just, like, a different conversation that you have one-on-one -on -one with yeah. your kids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So why it keeps being made a big deal of it's annoying I, yeah. I did write, I thought that Denise should have been, she should have just more accepted Kyle's apology, um, you know, I guess. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't know. I I was still like annoyed with Kyle's like weird pettiness about her ice sculpture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Her there. She made such a weird big deal out of like this ice sculpture. It was like one ice sculpture. That's so nice and it Denise. Was it was small like it wasn't like she had like 12 ice sculptures around her yard and yeah. like diamonds and chandeliers and she showed up in a yep. ball gown like she had one small ice sculpture get over yep. it who cares yep. i don't know like i was just and then I, comment kind of with like they're all being like well you're stuck on this dinner party denise and i feel like saying like kyle you're stuck on this dinner party yeah yep i don't know and yeah and then kyle like she just was expecting expecting her to get drunk like where's drunk denise basically yeah. where's party denise and then she's like you know upset her. i get when you want to party and everybody else wants to go to bed i get that or whatever you know right but uh still it's just i don't know kyle's being annoying yeah yeah i'm not always being annoying. fan right now um oh so yeah some fashion statements mm -hmm. um Erica's garbage bag outfit, not good. 
Thumbs down. Thumbs yep, down. Thumbs down. Denise's hair was good at the dinner party. I liked it. Kind yeah. of up like that. And uh, I see that I, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did not like Rinna's square sandals. Those those just like look like weird feet shovels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a yeah. better description of it, but it just looked like mm -hmm. she could just like shovel her feet somewhere. Maybe that's the point, you know? Yeah. Maybe. You need uh you need to dig a little trench. You right. know, you're for the beach and you dig your toes in the sand or something. But yeah, I, I just wasn't a fan. I thought it looked weird, especially with her like turtleneck sweater dress. I don't know that just she just had some like weird. And her thin chain. Yeah, I, I just wasn't a big fan. Yeah, her turtleneck sweater and her really thin chain. Yeah. Wasn't I don't know if she had a thin chain. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think the last thing I put in here, um, Dorit shading Teddy. What um, what was that about? I don't remember. So, yeah, so like right at the end there, when you know Dorit was kind of, um, you know, bring, trying to bring up her issues again, like with mm -hmm. Kyle and with Teddy and with her, you know, her comments at Erica's astrology slash dinner party, um, mm -hmm. and Teddy. Teddy kind of finally piped up. She'd been pretty quiet the whole episode, which I mean, I get, especially if the ladies are like getting drunk at, you know, wine tasting and she's like, well, I'm pregnant and sober and I can just, you know, watch you be crazy. Um, but she finally piped up and was like, Dorit, I feel like your issue is with me and stop trying to like bring Kyle into you shading me. Like everything you're saying is actually about me and you're trying to like give me some shade. And I didn't get that at all. Like I did not yeah. understand where that was coming from. Because yeah. I, I feel like, once again, Dorit was just trying to explain her issue, and Teddy, like, jumped in. Yeah, which is, right. like, the basis of Dorit's issue. Yeah, Like, right. I'm trying to talk to Kyle right now, and you're, like, jumping in. Yeah. And this is why I feel like you're a team, and you're, like, together, and you just need to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Teddy can only hold out for so long. Yeah. Can only hold her tongue for so long, and then it's like, I got to get in there. Yeah. So. So yeah. yeah, I um obviously like the the episode kind of ended with some things being talked about, but maybe not quite resolved. And then Rinna just like randomly bringing up, you know, kind of shifting back to Denise and being like, yeah. "Oh, do you talk to your daughters about Charlie's hookers?" And I was just like, "Where? What? Why?" Yeah, she. I, I mean, she's definitely epic potster for sure. So. She is, but I, I think that's like a step too far. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's like a weird sort it's, of like attacking thing. And it's like something that's obviously very sensitive and very difficult probably for Denise to talk to her kids about because she does have to walk this line of like telling them the truth versus like, I don't want you to like yeah. be disgusted or hate your father. And I don't yeah. want you to know everything he's ever done, which is legit. Like, you know, she has some younger children than Rinna does. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Rinna's kids are basically grown and, you know, Denise's oldest is like, what, like 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Was it Garcelle, the new one? Yes. Right? You know, mm -hmm. she has the same kind of thing, you know. She has her sons and she doesn't want to talk bad to them about right. their dad, you know. And that's right. great so they can keep the... Uh, but the family unit they can together and it's, you know, right. that's, a, and that's adult business, you know? 
Right. Yeah. When they're, when they're a little bit more adults and if they, you know, kind of find more stuff out, then they can have an adult conversation about it, but they're just, just too young to like fully grasp, I think all the nuances of the situation and to take time to sort out their feelings and not just be reactive. Dr. Phil always talks about that. You have adult conversations in front of your kids or with them, their kids. That's it. Yeah. They're not ready for that. I mean, adults aren't ready for nuance let alone children. So true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no need to rush it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so New York, New York was a yeah, shit of, show. Adults versus children. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> there was some, some childlike behavior happening here and also some parenting debates, obviously. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, she was, She's right, you know, in like what's what kind of example is this setting? But at the same time, should she was it her place to yeah. go there? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think there was another way to talk to Leah about her behavior, especially because Elise barely knows Leah. Yeah, they don't know each other. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's it's not the time to like dive into that area. But but I also think uh, Elise was right in the sense of like hey, we should probably talk about some of this behavior because it was a little yeah. much. Yeah, so on the topic of Leah's behavior, she, I, I put, Leah, if you know, you have to hide your psycho bitch side. <laughs> Maybe you should work uh, on that somehow. Like, you know, yeah. like, I mean, look, is she. I, I think I know what she's saying maybe that, you know, when you are drinking a lot, you're removing inhibitions. That's... Yeah. So people will be like, well, that's your true self or whatever. Well, not really. Because it's a piece piece of yourself, like like anything else. Well, what what you are is how you decide to to be. Mm -hmm. And when you are changing your brain chemistry or when you're adding Mm -hmm. alcohol to the equation, you are like by definition not being yourself. Right. Because you don't have the ability to choose as you would normally. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like, I think it's kind of half and half, like you're not your true self, but you're, you're a piece of yourself. You know, I mean, obviously you, you have, um, like a, a lot of people would say you have like an inner voice or, you know, kind of an inner self that you listen to or don't, or take into consideration. You don't always act on the things you think on the inside. And when you lower your inhibitions, you do, tend to say things or do things that you normally wouldn't. Yep. Um, but you, but you think them and you know, you, you kind of talk to yourself about them. So, I mean, it's, it's a piece of you, but yeah. it's a piece of you that you, when you're fully rational, don't choose to act on all the time. Mm-hmm. So but it's a, you're, it's you know, it's like you're, yourself, but it's not your true self. I wouldn't say. Yeah. Cause your, your thoughts don't comprise you. Like right. thoughts are thought. I mean, it's thinking of a dream, you know, those are thoughts that go through your brain that right. you don't even have control over that may disgust you or what, I mean, whatever you don't, I mean, it's just like thought isn't the crime and it doesn't comprise your being, you right. know, you, you, your rational mind decides what to make of your thoughts mm-hmm. and how to act upon them or whatever. So right. like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, if that's what she's meaning, something like, uh, you know, 
this is my true self or if she really just goes through day-to-day life and she would much rather act like this I have a hard time believing that yeah I mean I I sort of took that with a grain of salt like I think she was you know saying like I wish I could be free more and just like you know kind of yeah you know, act on some of my desires. But I think like the, the rational part of her brain is like, obviously I can't like, you mm-hmm. know, in, in normal society, I can't exist this way. But like, you know, sometimes it is really freeing to do. And why can't I act this way, especially around yeah. women who, you know, like the show kind of supported her in saying like, or in showing clips of all of them getting drunk and doing like really crazy things. It's like, that's what Housewives is for. You know, like everybody's had that moment where they just like go a little crazy, like, you know, it happens like, like ease the judgment a little bit. Yes. No, for sure. I mean, Leah's issue has been become like, um, you know, a person can get get crazy going drunk as I mean, I wouldn't know personally, but (laughs) but when you do something um, like it's the frequency you know, if yeah. every time you're going to drink, you're going to get insane, you know, people excuse someone if they, you know, all of a wow, they really hit it hard tonight. And they're, right. you know, like whatever. But um, if every time you, you take a sip, you're, you're now getting to that point. Right. It's becoming an issue. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, I mean, we, oh, I think everybody's had anybody who's, you know, legal age to drink. Um, has has overdone it of an occasion and, you know, had a night where they're like, whoa, that was a little extra or, I you know, they don't make mean, it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, you know, you've, you yeah. either remember that you were a little extra or you, you completely don't yeah. remember, but other people are like, oh, that was an interesting night. But yeah. you, like you said, you for kind of forgive people when it's once in a while and it's not every single time. Every single time becomes like we have an issue. And in the right circumstance, I mean, the situation as well is different. You know, like when you're if you're at, uh, you know, you're in a pretty safe place, you're at some you're at someone's house or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever their scenarios or you're at Coachella, you know, I guess right. whatever. Yeah. You know? But yeah. when you're at a dinner party that's nice and that's you have like chefs there preparing you things, you know, like there are different situations where you'd want to you'd be okay letting yourself get to that point or not. Right. Different context for sure. Yeah. Like like her at Ramona's house was just like, ah, crazy, fun. Yeah. Like, you know, like we're in a safe space. And then yep. here was like most of it, I was like, oh, this is a little embarrassing. And then you know, when she started like ripping the curtains on the, on the yeah. arbor, I was like, Ooh, this is like a little destruction of, you know, their property. Like yeah. really need to tell well, tiki out. torches versus, I mean, what's the difference? Well, right. right? Well, like, yeah. I mean, I, no. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean one thing could pull the it. whole thing down on the group. Right. Or, right. Or um, like, just, I mean, she just like threw the tiki torches. She didn't like snap them in half or something, I guess. And, I mean, and here, like, she was, like, ripping, like, literally ripping the fabric of the carpet. Or the if there had curtain. been a burn warning. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know, but, know. yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I think in this case, it was just, like, a little bit much. Although, I mean, I, I definitely understand her initial reaction of Ramona feeling like she was trying to police her. And, yeah. you know, you, 
sort of like get that very defensive, like I'm fine. I can take care of myself. Like don't mother me. And yeah. you, and you unfortunately sometimes make some poor decisions, mm-hmm. you know, based on that sort of reactiveness. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit what was going on here. Well, I don't think Leah should have invited her friend or her sister rather. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That was rude. I mean, I, I get Leah's going through like a tough time and she was like bummed about her breakup and she wanted to be with her sister, but you need to ask about that yeah. and not be the pressure pressuring, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I would love it if my sister could come with you know, hang out with us. I think you'd like her. I, you know, I I get it. Like you have this booked and stuff, you know, right. if you say no. But the the like kind of yeah, she really did pressure Ramona mm-hmm. into into accepting. You know, and that wasn't a good move. No, no. I mean, I, I sort of, at first I sort of thought that maybe she was just wanting her to like come to dinner. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I don't like love it, but it's not like the whole weekend. And then I realized she was trying to like have her invited on the whole weekend. I was like, oh, that's like a lot. Short notice. Right. It's, that's yeah. a lot asking, especially when you're already like on the trip. You and know what I mean? You're already new to the, you're new to the group too. You're not right. like. You know, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It felt a little weird, but I, I also didn't love Ramona's like flip flopping around. Like yeah. you can't, you can't jerk someone around like that. Like, yes, no, yes, no. Just like say no, be firm, make a Especially decision. Especially when they've gotten to the point of like drinking that she did. Yeah. That was the wrong Bad. time. All of that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I made the one comment that uh, I just like thought in my head because it, Tinsley um, said, oh, I'm not going to let her get me naked again or something like that. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, you you better get naked while people want you to get naked. That's right. You know, later enjoy you're going to be like glory days. What's that? Enjoy your fitness and enjoy your glory days, Tinsley. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing as like, well, uh, boy, don't get a tattoo because it's going to look like crap when you're old. You're already going to look like crap when you're old. Like, exactly. you're not worried about what you look like when you're old. Right. You need to worry about what you look like when you're not old. And uh, so I'm sorry I'm age shaming. I'm sorry, whoever. I don't, know, you know, I don't but, think so. I mean, it, yeah. I mean it's, it's just kind of like you do, your body does deteriorate as you get older. You're not like in this like sort of peak condition that you are. And like, who cares what it looks like? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why let the fear of like what, is going to happen in the future dictate something like that, especially with your body. Like, yeah. like you said, if you're, if you're going to look terrible as you get older, like then just look terrible. You know, Except if it. you're, well, I just, you know, when you're, when you're young and you're fit and you know, like uh, Tinsley's in her forties or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. And she looks great. So she looks know, better like, than me and I'm in my thirties. <laughs> just like, don't worry about it, you know, so much yeah. because because then you'll get older and you'll wish people wanted to see you naked and they won't. So, well, and I mean, Tinsley broke up with her boyfriend. She's on the market. Show it off, girl. There you go. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dating tips from Andrea, dating one-on-one. Just show it off. (laughs) That's right. Yep. Um, Did Dorinda say the other 51 states? She did. I, (laughs) I didn't rewind it, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure you just said like all other 51 states or something. Yeah. Uh, she, she had a little like oops. senior moment there. <laughs> Wasn't Dorinda interesting in this episode? It's like she's yeah. in support of Leah because 
finally someone right. is getting more messed up than she is. Yeah. So she can be like, ah, focus is off me. I can defend. Right. See, I'm not so bad, eh? Right. Yeah, I I did like Dorinda in this episode a bit more, uh, mostly because I think she like held many of her meaner comments back. Yes. Like she was she was getting a little harsh in the in the former episodes, um, and I mean she and Tinsley finally made some steps forward. I don't know if it's like a full reconciliation, but it's it's yeah. a something. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of fun to see her defend Leah and be like, "This girl's crazy. I love it." So. Well, having not seen a lot of New York now, like, mm-hmm. but having seen it this season thus far, how are, how are you liking it so far? What's your impression of New York? I like it. Um, I I still like Beverly Hills more, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, I would kind of want to try some other Housewives universes um, because I, I have, I don't know, or maybe I need to see like earlier episodes of New York maybe, um, but I, I have found like several characters characters people to be more annoying like um like i find ramona tough a lot of the time uh and i find sonia tough like she she started out really fun and then these like last Mm -hmm. couple episodes i'm just like i don't know where your brain is at like you're just like going around to, to basically like every one of the girls you have an you feel like you have a new alliance every episode and you're like harsh on somebody else every episode you know what I mean she's just she just like shifts so often I'm like man girl like who are your friends who aren't you willing to talk about Mm -hmm. I don't know I I guess that's good because they're part of the old guard you know yeah if someone's gonna go it's gonna be them eventually you know versus some of these uh the the new blood Right. Yeah. And I, I, I'd be okay with that. I mean, like I said, I, I thought Sonia started out kind of fun and now I'm just like, I'm not sure that I, I'm, I've always been back and forth on Sonia. Yeah. Back and forth. I I have no, I I have no idea throughout the seasons. Just, I can't make up my mind. Like one minute I like her and then suddenly I'm just like, what is this? Like, I don't know. I've never really enjoyed Ramona. Yeah. I mean, She's she not just, my cup of tea. <laughs> she, she lies and she's not, she won't own up to stuff, tradi- yeah. you know, typically, like, I don't know. So. Yeah, well, and she, like, says stuff and then just kind of, like, backs away from it. And it's like, you can't mm-hmm. just say something and then want people to completely ignore it. Like, you have to, you know, if you said something, like, we have to talk about it. She continued yeah. some of it this season, but last season was a lot of it, too, where she was just, like, always out running off. Mm-hmm. in the middle of their things to do other stuff. Sure. Or like there was this big thing in the last season where she um, like moved her seat or something at a wedding. So she wasn't sitting by Sonia and it was like caught on camera and she didn't realize saying like, Oh yeah, I'm want to sit someplace else or something. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> and she never wants to own up. She just tries to make excuses for it all. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I have a hard time with that. Like mm-hmm. she just she seems like just this like weird flip floppy personality that isn't very strong. Like it is it is it, it flips between being almost like too strong and then too weak. Do you know what sure. I mean? Like I just there's no consistency to her personality, and I'm having a hard time with it. Well, Ramona, uh, I'm sorry for listening. Um, sure <laughs> you know. Um. All right. Well, that's housewise. Maybe we'll get, um, maybe eventually we'll get 
our separate stream up for housewives. I yeah, we started so. and you know, yeah, we'll try to figure it out in the future again, I think. Yep. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but if you weren't here then, or I forgot, we're doing show clips now, kind of highlighting certain segments of past episodes. So those will be on YouTube. Um, I want to thank killing the flower for our theme song. Um, it's still pretty new. I hope you like it. Um, check them out on Spotify and on Instagram. Um, make sure you follow us podcast on the rocks mm -hmm. at Twitter and Facebook and our website. website. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Websites. Cool. It's got fun <laughs> pictures of us. That's right. Um, and be sure to comment and share and all that stuff. Let other people know if you're interested. We try to do one episode every weekend and we're trying to throw in a bonus one in the middle of the week. So mm. yeah, that's about it. We, All right. we hit a good time on this one as well. Over <laughs> the two hour mark. It's not a good show if it's not over two hours. That's right. Just lots of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us and I'll talk to you later, Andrea. Sounds good. Cheers. Bye.